I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week and my name is Cameron Bell. I'm your host as always. I'm continuing this week on the international flavour of Heart and Hand as David had on our very good friend Todd from overseas and uh, North America. But I'm going in the other direction to the Far East for my particular guest this week. And that is my very good friend, Mr. Rob Shorthouse. Rob, thank you so much for joining me on Extra this week. It's a, a privilege to have you on and as I understand it, making your debut on our free-to-air shows. Uh, well, hello and ni hao, to throw in a bit of sort of Cantonese and Eastern mysticism. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cami, I'm absolutely delighted to be making my um, extra debut, not just my extra debut, I've not been on the flagship either, so my first sort of proper show to the entire network is, is here on Extra with you, and mighty happy I am uh, about that too. So, uh, delighted to be here. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. We had some negotiations regarding time zones, etc., but we got there in the end. Rob, listen, thank you so much for coming on. We've obviously got uh, an old firm game that we have to talk about, and we have been talking about it, I think, pretty regularly across the the last couple of weeks and since the the, the fixtures were announced for the the post-split and obviously that lot winning the league, etc., I'm keen to kind of get your thoughts on a few things about it, if I'm being perfectly honest, because um, you have been able to, to to share with me, I think, probably a few pieces of insight about where we think that this uh, particular game will land. Before we um, before we get into the detail of that, just keen to kind of get your thoughts and how you've seen Rangers in the last few weeks. What's been your, your impressions in terms of where the squad's at, the the job Michael Beale has in his hands in terms of coming up to the summer and stuff as well. Because, as I say, I know you make a lot of effort to be able to, to catch the games and stuff as well, despite the time difference. Yeah, you do. I mean, not saying that you know, you're some sort of uber fan because you get up in the middle of the night to watch the games because you're, you're just a fan and anybody who 
lives overseas and is in that position, they just do it anyway because of the love of the love of the team and love of the club. But it's been a difficult watch, Cammy, hasn't it? It's been it's been a tough season and it's been a particularly tough period. I think you know we have had a couple of games against them come in thick and fast, and I've found both of them to be pretty depressing for the the reasons that I'm sure that everybody else has been. You know the the, the, the ridiculous gifting of stupid goals, um, you know, the the utter inability to put the ball in the back of the net, you know, they just, you know, it's, 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 it, the, the annoying thing is that if, you know, if we played more towards the potential of the players that are in the squad, we would, we would be a lot closer to them. But as it's, as it stands at the minute, it just feels like they are, they're a fair old bit ahead of us because the players we've got right now, um, aren't good enough in our in our performance. So, I mean, I think it's been a tough watch. I'm also really troubled um, by, you know, almost the kind of psychology mentality of the team. I think that, you know, we're it's 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 good that we've got to this stage. I suppose that the team's being broken up, and you know, all the signals coming out of the club are that so many of the squad are going to be moving on because there is something wrong. I think. With the just general approach to um, the, the game of football by a lot of the players uh, in that team, I, I think they've lost the, the the ability to to win. I think you know they've, they've they've retreated into themselves, or they have just some of them have just completely given up and have and, and have checked out entirely. So there's something wrong, I think, with the quality of the players we've got at the minute. But I think directly linked to that is the is the mentality that seems to have seeped into. The entire squad because they just feel and look so different from you know that confident bunch of boys that that, that cantered to the league uh, a couple of seasons ago and and I think that's been the toughest thing for me Cammy is to is to see you know this team that should be a lot better than it is this team that should have the ability to put teams away this team that should be more than a match in terms of just you know standing up to Celtic not being able to do it and and you know. In truth, the end of the season couldn't come quick enough for me. Yeah, listen, I think that's totally fair. I mean, I don't, I don't think that we're saying anything that you know people probably haven't spoken about themselves in terms of where the question marks are around that. And I think, you know, we in in, in recent history we've seen Rangers teams go up against far superior Celtic teams because of you know gap in wages, gap in finance, etc. We were in our road to recovery. And we've seen Rangers teams turned over. Um, we were playing things for Celtic at times. We're not in that position. And I think that we have to make that right, kind of clear because since uh, since Michael Beale has come in, I think that, you know, we've seen that there is definitely a far, um, a, a, a far greater distance covered in terms of how we've been able to see tactically that team start to move into a, a blueprint that was probably missing under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. But I think that the word I would use, Rob, is a malaise that set in after 55 and we're still feeling the ripple effects of that, despite some degree of personnel changeover. But, you know, we've spoken before a number of times about uh, the same personnel that has, you know, remained within this squad. Maybe not playing as frequently as they were three or four years ago, but they're still featuring. They're still being part of that. But I think, you know, it, it's interesting because it underlines, I think, and especially following um, the comments by the manager in the, in the post-match against Aberdeen about, you know, he's now confirmed Alfredo Morelos is leaving. It's probably one of the worst-kept secrets in Glasgow. We knew that he was pretty much on his way. And it's been interesting for me, Rob, and I, I'm, I'm keen to kind of get your thoughts on this because you're slightly further afield. 
but the tangible feel for me, you know, going to games, being in the stands and stuff at home and away is there's definitely been a momentum shift away from Alfredo Morelos and, and been able to try and keep him there. Now, there is some smaller voices, I think, within a social media platform upset at Michael Beale and the fact that he's now confirmed in the manner in which he confirmed Alfredo Morelos was going to be leaving. But for me, it's always felt like that was that was you know the the that was in the post. The fact that he's now confirmed it, I think for me now just feels like as if it's pretty much what every Rangers fan was 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 expecting. But he does go with the with the option of being able to play on Saturday if he's if he's going to be selected, maybe with being able to go out in a bang. It doesn't mean anything in terms of trophies or anything like that we know. But as we'll come on to in just a second, there is a larger psychological point of being able to get a victory against Celtic. Alfredo Morelos, for me, I think, um, will be remembered fondly, but um, I, I, would be keen, I would be keen to know your thoughts and whether or not you would include him, his legacy, where you're at with him now. Do you feel that it, it, it's it's probably just come to a pretty sad end, I think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a fair old summary, uh, Cammy. I, I, I mean... Alfie, peak Alfie. I think that's, there's there's this phrase that's emerged recently, which is you no know, peak Alfie versus now Alfie. Um, peak Alfie was you know beloved, uh, and and in fact he was the first, I suppose, player really when we emerged from the dark days that that became an a, you know an, an actual hero for for a younger generation of fans. I say that there's um there's there's a member of our supporters club out here, um, Liam, who who's got a He's got a wee boy, and you know he's cutting about in his Rangers gear all the time, and it's it's uh, Alfie's name that he's got in the back, you know, and he's what's it, nine, ten year old, and he absolutely adores Alfredo Moreras. I mean, I suppose look, now we know. I mean, I think there's been a kind of willy won't a over the course of the past wee while, um, and to me, I'm just glad that I know that it's finished and done, um, and it fits into that kind of wider feeling that I've got that this squad just needs broken up and you know big change and substantial change and significant and symbolic change so somebody who is so beloved and has been such a a, a sort of a contributor towards our success over the course of the past year, well the fact that he's going I think really sends a signal that the squad is actually going to going to, going to get broken up I mean I think he's got um a, a, a real legacy with the club you know he's obviously you know statistically a, you know a, sort of greatest ever European goal scorer all that kind of stuff but I think at a time when we were craving credibility again when at a time when we were we were really looking to get ourselves back on the European stage you know back in those early years of Gerrard it was it was Alfie that was the main man that was really taking us there and people will really remember that um, and so when you look back over the course of his career then I think people will remember the good parts they won't uh, the, the the Alfie that we have now, the disinterested, you know, out of shape, whatever hell's going on in his life that's 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 led him to this point. Um, I don't think that will really be part of the the overall story that people will have about Alfredo Morelos in years to come. You and I, Cami, are, I think, of us of of the same age, so you know, we we enjoyed, um, you know, Brian Lauder playing for Rangers, and for three years he was unbelievable, and in his his last season. He uh, he wasn't, but Loudrop remains my favourite player of all time. And whenever I think of Brian Loudrop, I think of the good times. And while I'm not suggesting Morelos is fit to uh, to, to 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 lace the, the great man's boots, um, I think it will probably be the same kind of story that people will look back on the totality of Alfie's career and they'll think about the good times. So, you know, I'm I'm glad we've got a decision. Um, I think it's right for him to move on. 
And, you know, I hope he turns around whatever's going on in his life at the moment that allows him to, to go on and enjoy a, a good career because when he's on it, he's an absolutely terrific player. And I'm just glad that we got to see so many good years from him. Yeah, the, the, the thing that I always remember when, you know, when discussing, you know, Morelos throughout the years, and one phrase which keeps coming back to me, Rob, when talking about him was, I was critical of the of the club and the and the the, the, the management at the time of Alfredo Morelos is a, I phrased it as a single point of failure, because the minute he's removed from the team, it looks like we're rudderless and we've got no output yeah. and we can't do it. And I think that just underlines at periods where he was, you know, uh, critical for the team. And and I think you're totally right. I think people will remember it. I don't. I don't really care that much about, you know, people will use certain things to throw at him, like, you know, goals against Celtic and all the rest of it. I remember him winning 55 when the odds were against us. And as you rightly say, the European campaign, which not only brought in revenue to the club, which brought in credibility back to the club as well after those those dark days, as you mentioned, and stuff as well. And listen, people will remain, remember Alfredo Morelos, I believe, for that. Yeah, I, 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 I do, you play agree, him, yeah. Do, you, do you play him on Saturday, though? That's the question. Do you play him? <laughs> On his current form, he, he shouldn't play, Cammy. I, I just can't see how you put him into the team. He's um, he's all over the shop. He just his fitness isn't there. His attitude isn't there. And you know how long, how many times this season, particularly over these past few weeks, have we um, have we called for one more last hurrah from the team, and they've not been able to do it. And and, and you know what is it? The the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and again and expecting a different result. I, I just I can't see how you play him um, based on what he's delivering at the moment. It leads us to an interesting uh, discussion, I suppose, about who the hell you do play because we're not we're not really blessed with striking options. But um, on form, probably not. Um, but the manager's hand may be forced just by the sheer lack of bodies. Well, it's interesting you say that. So let's talk a little bit around uh, lineup, and I, I want to start from the the front to the back, if I may, because I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think that we are in a period at the moment of probably the last few weeks, probably even longer than that last few months, that players have been selected and it's probably been through a default, through lack of other options. Um, Rabi Matondo seems to have been able to play himself back within the squad at the moment. I think that that's been because of a Ryan Kent injury. I think it's been, as you rightly say, Morelos out of form slash conditioning slash attitude. I don't know however you want to phrase it. So, you know, Sakala's been involved, but he's had to be moved. Um, Hadji's now started to come back in a little bit. So, obviously, we saw them feature pretty prominently against Aberdeen last weekend. The, the challenge I've got with being able to justify Alfredo Morelos being selected is that it, it, it can't just be because we've got question marks around the rest of these guys. And of those guys that I've just mentioned, there is a likelihood that at least two or maybe even three of them will be here after the summer. So I think I've got to support your argument to say that whilst you know, on his day, Alfredo Morelos is better than those three players and, and and can be a focal point against Celtic. He hasn't been there for a very long time. If there's more productive justification, I suppose is the best way I can put, put it, to play those three, the same front three that we played against Aberdeen, then I suppose really I've got to kind of go with that. Now, how effective that will be, I've got zero idea because... I don't even know if Ashton Sakala knows what he's doing if he's running through one-on-one, much less you know what we would think of him. 
Robbie Matondo, I think, has been interesting because, you know, he fell out of favour. I think it's it's fair to say I, I've not. I think it's difficult for us to realistically judge Robbie Matondo at the moment because he, he has been able to come back into the team through, you know, whatever reason. And I don't think, Rob, for me, he looks like he's going to be that natural finisher that we are crying out for. But it doesn't mean that you put a square peg in a round hole because it's not his fault that that's not his game. And the fact that we need someone in that space, we just don't have him at the moment. And I think for Yanis Hadji, I'm still very cautious about Yanis Hadji coming back in from what has been a, you know, a very, very difficult injury. For me, I think we still play those three, despite the fact that, you know, they're not they're not what we would be wanting if we could pick our pick our ideal front three. I think let's be nice and let's say that about them. Well, I think <laughs> I think you're uh, going out your way to be nice, Cammy, because you know, that is <laughs> That 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 is that is not a Rangers front three uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It's certainly not what you want going into a game against Celtic. That actually, even though it has no meaning, it, it has meaning if you know what I mean. Um, you know, we kind of need to we kind of need to win this one. And you know, the, the, yeah, Sakala. I don't think I can add anything to this already been said a thousand times about fashion Sakala, which is he's probably the nicest guy that ever graced God's good earth, but. By God, he cannot finish, and um, you know we need to take our chances. This is what's been going on all season: is that we have played love, some lovely stuff. We've got ourselves into opportunities where we've got the chance to put the ball in the back of the net, and we have how many? I don't even know what the percentage would be. I'm not one of the stat old geeks, but I can imagine, you know, our, our actual goals versus our x goals or whatever the hell it is um, wouldn't stack up very favourably because we have a bunch of guys that, that, who play up top for us that just cannot find the net. I mean, Joe Lackoff is at the start of the season. He is a goal scorer. He is somebody that can finish. Um, but, you know, the debate about his future and, and obviously his position at the moment. But we just... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Don't have people within the team in the forward line um, who give us goals. And, you know, a team like Rangers cannot be in a position to challenge for honours if we don't have somebody who scores goals regularly and if we don't have somebody uh, and if we don't have goals throughout the, the rest of the team as well. And and that's been our problem this year. I mean, obviously the, the crazy goals we've given away, but our lack of ability to put the ball in the back of the net has really done us in. And if you look at that potential forward line for, for, for the game on Saturday, Cammy, it tells its own story. And it's interesting because I think it lends itself into the wider point, Rob, right? Because uh, we've We've spoken before on, on on certainly the flagship and extra and on our Patreon network about, you know, as much as we want to have that scorched earth approach and get rid of all of them and we're all pissed off with them and blah, blah. And with the exception of um, Cantwell and Raskin, just, you know, I get rid of a lot of them. You know that's not going to happen. It's not feasible. It's just not workable. So if you think about guys like Hadji, Sakala, Matondo, Cholak, if you're the manager, do you use... Saturday's game as a as an opportunity to say to these guys, look, you you may feature next season. We may need you in the team. The frequency doesn't matter, but either you'll play regularly, 
you may play infrequently, you may play sparingly, but irrespective, whenever we call on you, we need you to perform. And we have, as much as it pains me to say it, our biggest rivals um, coming up. You need to be able to show me what you can do against them because I don't care what you do against Dundee United and Kilmarnock and Hearts and whatever else as well because where we've fallen down this season is obviously the whole fun games because we've shown incredible consistency against the rest of the league. So are you saying to those guys, and it's not just the forwards, by the way, obviously, it's, it's across the team for the people we expect will be here in July and August this year. This is an opportunity for you to show me what you can do. Um, and you need to be able to go out there and, and, and make the right decisions, make, you know, the, 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 the clinical judgments that have to happen within that. Because you're totally right. We can have as much of the ball, as much possession as we want, breaking forward, we can do getting into space we can do but finishing has been abysmal and i think at times it's also been slightly hindered by the fact that we look a little bit lost against celtic when we've got the ball in there in their first third and it's just it's just poor so now you've got the opportunity to try and raise the standard but you have to show me that you can do that against them at ibrox and saturday I mean, this takes me back to to the point I was making at the start, Cammy, which is I really worry about the mentality of some of the players. Um, you know, there's no doubt that Michael Beale would have said exactly what you've said. You know, go up and show that you can, you know, stand up against Celtic and you know prove yourself to be the biggest team, best and biggest team in the country, and all these kind of things. There's no doubt he would have said all that in the League Cup final, in the game at, uh, at their place, you know, at our place. There's no way that, that that wouldn't have been part of the argument that he would make. Um, and they've just not been able to do it. Um, and there's a part of me thinks, well, you know, what's the difference between then and, and, and this weekend? You know, are they all of a sudden going to, um, you know, develop this, this different type of mentality that they've had all season? Now, perhaps, perhaps some of them, they could be looking at, well, you know, this is my my last game or, you know, I'm, I'm playing for a move or whatever the hell it is. There might be different motivations come, that, that come into the place. But, you know, when they have been called over the course of this season to step up in the big games, they've not been able to do it. Uh, and that's my biggest concern about this squad and why I think it needs broken up and why it needs symbolic change as well as actual change. We need to see some of these players who have been mainstays of the team and who will be big figures about the club. Um, they need to move on. We need change. It, it needs to feel different next season um, because there's been a bunch of players who have been great servants, but they've been there far too long. Um, and when you're there far too long in any workplace, Cammy, where you work, where I work, when you've got lots of players, lots of people who have been working there for a very long time, they might be very, very competent, but they will be comfortable. Um, and uh, we need to replace that attitude with, with, with hunger and desire and a winning mentality. Um, and I know it comes down to quality of players and, you know, David, I, I know in some of his post-match uh, pods on the on the Patreon network, you know, talks about the fact we just need better players. And I don't disagree with anything at all that he says on that. But there is something about um, just the general culture of the club. It needs to be more defined, more Rangers, more, you know, who the hell are you? We can, we can, we can, we can be anybody in it. I've just seen that slip away over the course of the past couple of years, and I think it is just that familiarity breeds content or whatever the hell it is, whatever that phrase is. Um, so I think we do need change because I can't see Bill making that argument to players that he has made over and over and over again as something being different. I hope I'm wrong. Listen, I think yeah, it's perfectly valid. I, I'm just curious about it because as we've, we've seen some 
we've probably seen, in my opinion at least, a change in the mood music about, you know, we are now confirming that players are leaving, whereas maybe there was a question mark over it. And the reason why I think about it is guys like Cholak, for example. So Cholak came in and I thought started really brightly, thought he looked really well. Um, and then probably within the last six months, let's just say the turn of the year and pretty much that old fun game at Ibrox. Across the course of those games, I think there's been a number of times where you and I would have looked at a lineup and questioned why Morelos is involved within that because it's dwindling. And so I think that, you know, Antonio Trollocs is perfectly entitled to turn around and go, well, albeit I've had an injury, albeit I've had to kind of come back in and all that kind of stuff as well, but I have scored goals. I have scored important goals. I have, you know, contributed. So why is this guy who is by all intents and purposes, heading out the door pretty soon. Why is he getting ahead of me? Now, you know, every player, hopefully, and I mean hopefully, should be asking themselves at that Rangers because they should want the shot, right? Um, but I think there is an argument to say that, you know, Antonio Cholak has probably said, well, I could do as much as I want in training. This guy's doing half of my work, but he's still going to get selected. So once you remove him from the equation, which has now been confirmed, I think it's interesting because maybe it injects a new lease of life into it. And I think um, on, on the flagship at the beginning of the week, Todd made a fantastic point because I think, as you've rightly said, when you talk about the energy of the group, when you talk about their mentality and the attitude of it, Raskin and Cantwell have come in and you've seen the lift. You've seen the energy that comes in when you talk about bringing in new blood, fresh blood, to give everyone a little bit of an injection. And you've probably seen a degree of that coming in with those two. Now, those two, as far as I'm concerned, would be, they are, you know, exempt from criticism. And we know for a fact that they're going to be here next season, right? Unless we get some sort of mental offer, of course. But, you know, those two will be here next season. I have never seen a single drop in work rate from them. I thought Cantwell was excellent against Aberdeen on Saturday. Eh, Sunday, I beg your pardon. Um, so those guys get it. So what I think you're also talking about is bringing in other players who have that same mentality. We're here to win things, the hunger that you mentioned. And maybe those players who haven't been able to start games or haven't featured as much because there's been somebody in front of them, now they know that that person's going. It maybe revitalises their efforts and redoubles it because it's now been confirmed that they're out the door. Cammy, I think it's a fair point, to be honest with you. I, I mean... You know, if you are, you know, could, could, could you, you're not, you're not, you're not telling me that Tony Cholak is doing less work in training than Alfredo Morelos. There's not a chance. Oh. You could, you, not a chance that could be happening. But he's I, not I, getting, I, a, I, he's I, not getting a shot. Well, exa- well, exactly right. And you know, can you imagine uh, Alfredo on the bleep test? I mean, that would be a laugh. But I mean, yeah, one, one bleep. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> stop it. He's, he's got, he's got one of those, you know, those trousers you can buy on Amazon that have got a seat, but sort of built into them. So they, <laughs> He <laughs> just sort of sit down half, halfway there. Yeah, I, I do think it's a good point, uh, Cammy. You know, if you are if if you are hungry for the shirt and the person in front of you is to your mind um, not doing enough or uh, you know is, is is sort of blocking you when you're hungry for it, then 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 I, hopefully we see some of that this weekend. You know, I, I I'm conscious I'm coming across a bit negative about the squad, but you know. Christ knows I want to win this weekend. I absolutely do. And you know, and if players step forward and Bill gets them to get some motivated for for the reason that you said, or, or however the hell he does it, and we win, then you know, absolutely terrific. Your point about um, Cantwell and Raskin, I, I, I think is I think is right. Is, is is what I'm trying to say is that you know those two boys have been absolutely flawless since them come in. Now you know there's a 
Raskin wasn't he too clever uh, at the Celtic goal. But in terms of attitude, in terms of the desire, in terms of the hunger, all the things that you want, um, those two boys have been great. And, I, and, and I'm hopeful, and I think we all hope beyond hope, that when we do see this turnaround in the squad over the course of the summer, that the players we bring in match those two. Because if if we match them in ability, but we also match them in desire and, you know, the you know the, the the will to win and you know the desire to lift up sort of shiny silver things then you know we're back at the races as far as I'm concerned and listen I think that's I think that's fair and I don't by the way you know for clarity I don't think you're coming across negatively at all I think you're being realistic and I think we've done that and I think you know there's 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 no way that you could sit on here and wax lyrical about a squad which by and large has been disappointing so I totally I totally get where I think we're all on the same page with that I don't think anyone's looking to be able to try and point fingers at certain players deliberately. But let's face it, you know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head before when you've said we've had to ask them to go to the well one more time and, you know, let's go for it. And, and it hasn't happened. And, you know, that's just it's the way of it. I think everybody now, if I could give them the option, would say, listen, let's just finish the season now and let's start the rebuild as of today. But I think um, another area I want to talk to you about within the team, Robin, to get your get your uh, your thoughts on this was I personally thought that Robbie McCrory was man of the match against Aberdeen last Sunday. I thought he was yeah. absolutely excellent. I think that apart from um, some of the, the the saves that he made, I think you know there's one in particular where he came off of his line to be able to try and force Duke to make a decision and he and he shot wide. Um, the reason why I purposely mention that is because obviously one very fair criticism we've had of Alan McGregor at the time is that he can be slow off his line. McCrory was the opposite, and as far as I'm concerned. Um, prevented a goal. That's exactly what he was there to do. Um, do you bring Alan McGregor back in? Does he deserve a one last swing against Celtic, or or do you retain McCrory? And you know, I'm just keen to get your thoughts on on again. Is this is this future planning? Are we talking about being able to 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 get him more involved? That McCrory for me, just to play a bit of devil's advocate, is has acquitted himself very well against our, you know, certainly our biggest rivals in the league previously um, and, and when he's played in old firm games. And he played very well against Aberdeen. And as I say, I thought that he was man of the match, in my opinion. The other side of that coin, however, is that Alan McGregor is arguably Rangers' greatest ever goalkeeper. And therefore, do we give him that opportunity uh, to, to go out on a high and an old firm win for his final game? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit like a head and heart conflict for me. Yeah, yeah, same. I completely understand. Look, there's a, you know, going back to that point about symbolism and change and all this kind of stuff. If Robbie McCrory is going to be here next season and he's either going to be number one or number two, um, he's got to play on Saturday. Um, because this is, this is as much about a signal for next season as it is about the you know, our huge desire just to just to you know get one over on them finally after a, a dreadful season of it. I think you know McCrory's been about the club for a very long time. You know, you always hear good things about him. You know, he's always been very, very highly rated, but yet he's never had a chance to have a run at it. I know there's talk about assigning other goalkeepers and Jack Butlin's name and all these people were, were getting bandied about. But if he's going to be here next season, I would play him. Um and I know that's Terrible, uh, and people will be very upset. You know, if, if McGregor's seen to be, you know, benched after the, the the great years of service he's given. But McGregor, I think, as a fan, as much as we are, and and you know, he, I think, would understand that we've got to start building for next season. Um, and Robbie McCrory has played a handful of games 
And I mean, how many years has he been there? Cam, he's been there. He's been there since he was a boy, and he's what 25, 26 now. Um, he needs to play more games. He needs to be more involved. And we've got a few games left till the end of the season. And you know, as I say, I I would play him. Um, and I, I find it very hard to to to, to say those words, uh, but I would play him against McGregor if he was going to be here next season. I think it's fair. I think um, you know when I think back to last season's Scottish Cup final, and and you know you mentioned the Swan Song there. I think about that period. I think about the fact that McGregor has a testimonial coming up, um, and I'm I'm certain Ibrox will be sold out. I'm certain of it because I think that the fans love Alan McGregor. And I think to to complement your point that you made there, Rob, about him being a fan, he's one of the few professional footballers. And I could be totally out of whack here, right? And I'm just going to put it out there because I just think it's it's it is my opinion, and and it's just I think based on 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 where you've seen Alan McGregor and what he's done and stuff as well, and how much he loves Rangers. That see if you offered Alan McGregor another deal, right? You offered him a, another year's extension. I firmly believe that Alan McGregor would seriously consider. Well, not he would sign that and be uh, uh, be able to provide a productive contribution to Rangers. And I think if he thinks that he can, he wouldn't sign it. And I think that speaks more than anything he possibly can of modern day football about a guy who absolutely wants the best for our club. I mean, mine and his, because he wouldn't want to be able to go in there and not give his best. I think he would rather just call it a day um, than, than sign another year's deal but he felt that he couldn't he couldn't contribute. I, I don't think he thought that last time. I think this time last year when he was offered it and it was it was an option for him, um, then I think that he thought he could still play a big part. I think he now realises that Father Time has caught up with him like it does with us all. Yeah. And as a result of that, he's not going to be able to be what he's not going to be able to be the player that he wants to be. And I genuinely think that if we were to offer him that deal, he would very, very seriously consider knocking it back. And I don't know what greater testament you can give someone who wants the absolute best for your club that you wouldn't just take the money and look to be able to play, but play poorly if someone else is going to come in, whether it's Robbie McCrory, whether it's Jad Butler, whether it's anyone, and play better than him. Because I genuinely think he absolutely wants the best of Rangers. He will be seething that this is potentially his last season and he's not going to have a, a, a trophy to show for it. But yeah, I think it's a valid point. I think, um, again, putting out there, I think Robbie McCrory... We have to make a decision on Robbie McCrory. And what I mean by that is, I think he's been incredibly loyal to us. I think he was probably sold a dummy, if I'm being honest, in terms of um, the management group last summer probably said to him, you know, if Alan stays, then, you know, you'll be you'll be moving up a slot. I don't know what's going to happen with John McLaughlin, but you'll probably feature more. And he hasn't. And so now we have to make a decision for him that if we do bring in another goalkeeper, we have to put Robbie McCrory out on loan. And, and and be honest with him and just as I say, make sure that he realizes what his future holds because he can't he can't spend another season, Rob, for for my money at least, sitting in the sidelines, potentially not even in a number two slot. And 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 you know, it's not it's not for the it's not for the development of his career. No, absolutely not. He's he's you always think of him as a young boy, but he's not anymore. Um and he has reached that point, you know, where goalkeepers start to come into their own. He's got to be playing. Um, or he's got to be he's got to be at least number two, and if he's not, then we've got to let him go. Um, and if the if the if the, the view of the management team right now is he's not going to be here next season, don't play him. Play McGregor at the end of the season and give give, or, give him a, or, give him a or, or, 
or what to do is commit to him. And what I mean by that is say to him, if you're going to be number two, you are definitely injury aside, you are definitely going to play in cup games, for example. Yeah. Because as you rightly say, he is that age mid teens in terms of being able to then talk about are we coming into the best of them now? Um and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with that as well. So yeah, yeah. And, and, look, we, we, we've, and look, we've got a tradition of, of doing that, exactly as you've said. You know, we've got a cup goalkeeper and you know it's it, it wouldn't be an alien concept to him. But we've just got to decide: is he, is he good enough to stay? And you know, I don't think that's one of the. We'll wait to the summer to decide that. They will know right now whether or not um, Robbie McCrory, Robbie McCrory is going to be part of the squad next season. So, if he's staying, play him on Saturday. If he's not, bring in McGregor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Rob, just to finish up, and and I suppose it's a question I've been asking myself as as you know we've got closer to to Saturday's game and. I've been telling myself it's a dead rubber. It doesn't really matter. The league's done. There's nothing else to play for. And there's a there's a voice inside of me that kids myself because I don't think there is such a thing as a meaningless old firm game. And, you know, I think most people listen to this, irrespective of which uh, part of the divide you sit in, will know exactly what I'm talking about because for me it is the biggest derby in world football. There's a there's a a really key point I, I'd like to get your thoughts on, which is, uh, you know, psychologically, what does this, what does this game offer us and what I mean by that is we know there's nothing to, 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 to play for now right so the competition is pretty much gone what we need to be able to try and do in my opinion at least is put a, a, a win uh, against Celtic in Michael Beale's column so that we then know that he's capable of doing it because I think that they think that they've got the market on him um, they are probably getting overconfident from my opinion but it's tough to say that team's not overconfident when they're probably going to win a treble so now what we need to be able to do is use the game to show that you know not only are we getting closer to them and it's it's significantly reduced the gap but we are capable of beating them because I, I have no idea who will play for Celtic on, on Saturday I genuinely could not care less but what I will you know absolutely stand by is that with their obsession with us, they will absolutely not want to lose Saturday's game. So I don't believe that they play a weakened team. I don't believe that they will have down tools. I don't believe they'll do any of those things. I genuinely think they'll try and make it as competitive as they can because they know that that's exactly what their fans will, will be wanting. It, it, it starts to stack up. That becomes more and more important the more you delve into it. The game's important to Michael Beale. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um... I don't uh, League Cup final aside. I don't think he's done anything wrong tactically. He's been let down by his players, um, stupid mistakes and everything else in the, in, in the old firm game since. But you know, as Thomas Jefferson once once said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Thou cannot be Rangers manager and keep on getting tomped off Celtic. Um, he needs a win. I mean, we want a win um, because you know we just don't like going through seasons and 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 not having the joy of. I've given them a good turning over, but I think he does need a win. I'm not suggesting that his job's under threat because uh, he won't be going anywhere, neither should he. But, you know, that starts to become a thing very quickly if you turn up against Celtic and you regularly get beat off him. Um, we just can't have it. So I think for him, the psychology of this game is very, very important for him. Uh, I mean, I think the psychology, the wider point, Cami, um, is important that we need to beat them and probably beat them well because look there is this narrative now um you know I, I i i keep in touch 
with what's going on back home through listening to Heart and Hand, reading Follow Follow, and 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 the occasional newspaper and occasional podcast um, on the BBC and other places. Um, and there is beyond fan media, beyond us speaking to our own community, the narrative there is that you know Ange is you know sent from God uh, to 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 teach us all about football, and that that Celtic are miles ahead of us. I don't think either of those are true. Um, but we need we need a winner. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To, to, to slightly puncture that narrative. Now, they're going to win a treble. But if they come to our place again uh, and beat us, then I think the sort of mythology around about this current Celtic team just gets greater. Um, and I think that's quite difficult for us. It's a difficult place for us to be, particularly going into a, a rebuild in the start of next season. So so I think it's important for Michael Beale because he can't be a Rangers manager that, that, that loses all the time. And it's important for just that general story about the gap between the two clubs. And it's important for us. We just... We just kind of get beat off them as, as as regular as we have been. It's just it's just completely intolerable and utterly unacceptable. Um, so they better turn up Saturday and they better bloody win. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nothing easier. I think. <laughs> listen, I think you know it's all valid. I think for me, one of the things that's really important, however, is because I don't think about this game coming up in the next couple of days. I think about the first old fun game of next season because I, I think you're, you're you're totally right. Anyone calling for Michael Beale's head. Right now, um, I think he's massively jumping the gun. What's been interesting for me, Rob, and again, looking at those same sources that you you were talking about there, except the BBC, how dare you? But um, for me, looking at those sources, the the biggest spike I've seen in some anti-Beal narrative has is, 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 is not really been, you know, anything that's been too concrete. You know, you, you talk about uh, the, the, the goal that allowed Partick Thistle to score against us. People were calling for him then. You know the league, uh, the league cup final uh, lineup when he when he obviously didn't have, I think his best day in the office, but he's 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 moving some of that shift across there because I think he he builds up credit in the bank with our level of consistency, but because we're Rangers fans, you can have all of those all of those wins against you know the, the the ten other opponents in the league, but if you fall to Celtic, that that's the be all and end all, right? So I think first of all, I think it gets some. Um, more credit in the bank because I don't think he's devoid of it. I think he, he he has good feeling within the vast majority of the support, and we can see things are changing. I think he gets some more in that in that um, credit in the bank because he shows that he can do it. Because right now he hasn't, and that's obviously the the duck to break. But then at the same point, it allows us to get to the case where we're going to have it'll get the fever pitch when we talk about the the first old firm game of next season because he'll have had the summer. We'll have had the intake, we'll have had the rebuild, we'll have had, um, you know, X amount of games to be able to see the new guys coming in and what they can do and all the rest of it and stuff as well. But when we get to the old firm game, it will be absolutely massive. So for me, what I want to do when we get to that game is not have that cloud over us of, you know, he's never beaten Celtic. He's never he's never been able to do it against Postecoglou, all of that nonsense and narrative and stuff, because then you can reflect back and say, well, the last old firm game of last season, he was able to do it. And I think that's really important because it starts to just calm that down a little bit. Cammy, it's a great point. Um, and, and, and I suppose 
you know, through through sort of my my, my appearance on, on the show, I've been I've been talking about change and some symbolic change and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think I think that fits into that as well, isn't it? We can't we can't be carrying baggage into next season. You know, things need to be different. And and you know, if, I think it's a really really well made point. If we go into next season and there is all that, well, it's, it's however many games it's been and he's not won it, um, then that puts a pressure on him that he will not need at that point. So uh, for that reason, even for that reason alone, um, it's, 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 it's ever more important for Michael Beale, I think, to, to be able to preside over a victory uh, at the weekend. Um, so here's hoping. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, folks, that will do us um, for the build-up. I hope you've really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed the show. I've, I've absolutely loved talking to Robin. I think that we've, 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 we've been fair. I think that we've been, we've been critical, but I also think that we've been positive in parts as well. So, if you'd like to hear more from us, uh, please jump onto our Patreon uh, site. So it's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Thank you to the executive producers in London, Mr. Mightley and Mr. Paul Myers. But most importantly, thank you so much to my guests for this week, Rob. It's your first show. Um, on extra but I can guarantee you my friend it will not be your last you've been excellent and thank you so much for joining me Cammy it's been a real pleasure and um, and here's hoping that your team wins at the weekend yeah absolutely folks if you're heading along to the game then enjoy it if you're watching the house enjoy it but most of all just please make sure you enjoy it stay safe David will be back with you for flagship to unravel everything from the Old Firm weekend on Monday and we'll speak to you soon thank you <laughs> Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.